This is the Warm Springs program on KWSO. Warm Springs Power and Water Enterprise has a new general manager. I'm Kathy Eli. I'm the general manager for Warm Springs Power and Water Enterprises. So I came to know about the vacancy here for the GM position, oh, probably in late March of 2022. Um, I was at the uh, end or could be the end of a long career of federal service. Uh, working primarily for Bonneville Power Administration. So I've been in the energy industry for many years. And I just felt like it was a great time to try something new. So I saw the vacancy and I thought, that looks really intriguing. And uh, I put my hat in the ring and uh, was happy to have the opportunity to be interviewed and then ultimately selected. My background is in business administration. So graduating from Portland State University. And uh, my first job out of college was with Bonneville Power, and that's where I learned it, sort of from the ground up. And public service. So I've been in public service that whole career at Bonneville, and I knew if I had a career later in my life that I wanted it to be in some sort of a public service community setting, and this fit the bill. And uh, I love the area. I remember as a, a teen, and young adult coming to Kanita a lot and uh, love the area. So I just thought, hey, I'll just give it a try. There are many aspects to the business of power and water enterprise. There's a lot of aspects. So I, I should offer also that um, my husband and I had a uh, residential construction company uh, for many years, and we don't do that anymore, but in that role, sort of wore all the hats, you know, from the inception of the company, the building of the company, the financing, the operations, the the whole gamut. So uh, I understood the many hats and the balls that needed to be juggled. So coming to an enterprise of this size, um, I knew I'd be familiar with how to, you know, look at all aspects of the enterprise and what needed to be done but also because of my deep history in energy. I'm familiar with hydropower, working for Bonneville Power Administration. Um, these are um, amazing assets that the tribe owns. So to be sort of the role of a caretaker of those for the tribes, and then seeing what other new opportunities there were. I also have marketing background. Um, so for renewables, on the reservation. It just is an exciting time for that, and I saw the opportunity. So um, I just thought, hey, I, that's something I think I can contribute to, and uh, am looking forward to do so. Kathy Eli is the new general manager at Warm Springs Power and Water Enterprise. She shares the background of the Confederated Tribes of Warm Springs history with the power generation business. The dams from when they were originally built um, there was an ownership by Portland General Electric, at least in the Pelton and the Ram Butte Dam. And then the Re-Reg Dam was always owned by the tribe, but the, the, uh, it wasn't always a power generator. And so, uh, but when it did become that, that output from that um, generation is solely for the enterprise um, and the tribe. So in a nutshell, what this enterprise does is it oversees the interests of the tribe in their ownership shares for all three dams, with the Re-Reg being 100% ownership and now uh, partnering with Portland General Electric. Uh, we are 
49.99% owner um, of the Pelton and the Round Butte Dam. Uh, so that may change in the future. There are options where that could change to a more majority ownership. But for now, that's where it's at. And I'm working on uh, continuing the partnership that my predecessor established really well with PGE. I'm very familiar with PGE working at Bonneville and, and am having a nice time running into some folks here that I've known in that prior career. So just making sure that that partnership is strong because it's in our both our interests to, to get the most out of these projects in a sort of an economically and environmentally sound way. So um, my sole goal is to get that output and the revenues and then capitalize on other revenue opportunities through renewables for the tribe. New GM at Warm Springs Power and Water, Kathy Eli, talks about profitability of power generation these days. The energy market does fluctuate a lot and meaning prices fluctuate a lot. Um, there are the income for the enterprise, some of it is fixed that comes off of the dam generation and some of it varies based on market price. Um, so for that energy that's market priced, um, it's been uh, not so good the early part of the year, but recently with the heat wave in particular, we've seen prices that have gone quite high, um, which has been great for the revenue. So we actually, in the last few months, uh, the generation has been less than expected, but the revenue has been higher than expected because the pricing has made up for some of that. Um, because stream flows were lower at the early part of the year. So we're hoping that um, it looks as though, looking at industry forecasts, it looks like those price, prices will continue to be a bit volatile, but trending upward. So we're looking forward to that to benefit the tribe. Warm Springs Power and Water Enterprise will be contributing a dividend to the Warm Springs Tribal Government to support tribal services in 2023. Enterprise projections for the coming year are part of the annual tribal budget process. Warm Springs Power and Water Enterprises is responsible for managing the tribe's interest in the largest hydroelectric project within the state of Oregon, the Pelton Round Butte Hydroelectric Project, located on the Deschutes River. Kathy Eli talks about operations. So the Power and Water Enterprises is not a utility. So what that means is that the power that comes from these hydroelectric dams does not get um, sold directly to the end consumer on the reservation. That's often a misnomer that, you know, we are serving the electricity to all the households on the reservation. That's not the case. I, this enterprise is, I guess I would put more in a wholesaler role and currently all the output is committed for sale to Portland General Electric. So there are long-term contracts that take care of that, that cover pricing, future price increases, and a, and a host of other aspects of um, value that the hydroelectric project can give to PGE. So there is the generation of power, but then that power needs to be transmitted to locations where utilities can sell electricity to customers. Right. Energy goes nowhere until it gets transmitted over those lines. And the transmission off of this reservation to get out and be able to sold into the market is a limiting factor right now. So that's one of my primary focuses. 
Um, I was fortunate in my career at Bonneville was primarily on the transmission side, so I'm familiar uh, with that process to get uh, new lines built or to seek access on existing lines and capacity. So what, what you have is, particularly with Bonneville Power Administration, I think they have over 15,000 miles of transmission lines. Most of them are in the high voltage, meaning they are transmitting to a substation which then ramps the power down that can then be delivered to households. It's usually delivered at a substation to a utility and then whichever utility is responsible for that particular geographic location or service area, they call it, then will take that power usually onto their own lines and then distribute it to the end use customer. So there are lines that cross the reservation, um, primarily owned by Bonneville Power Administration, Pacific Core, which is a private utility, and then Portland General Electric, another private utility. Um, on the higher voltage side. So those transmission lines are fully subscribed, meaning there's no more room to put more energy on them uh, at the current time. So how do you fix that? Well, you can um, make a request to get access and utilities, because there's an open access transmission tariff that guides usage on these transmission lines, um, that sets in motion a uh, number of steps to try and ascertain whether you can get on that transmission line and get service, whether new facilities have to be built before you could, et cetera, et cetera. So because those lines are all fully subscribed and because there's opportunity here for new renewables, I need to make it my mission to then match up and find transmission opportunities to be able to enable that next step uh, for the renewable generation development. Warm Springs Power and Water Enterprise has grown as a power generating business for the Confederated Tribes of Warm Springs over time. This is a great time for opportunities to develop renewable energy generation. So we're looking at a couple of things. Again, this enterprise was really well positioned when I came in to consider renewables because there had been some site analysis for what types of renewables would work in what geographic locations on the reservation. So that was a lot of legwork that was done. And so now it's, okay, now that we know those, what sort of viable opportunity, partner can we find to maybe take these projects to become real? So. There are three, actually, um, entities that we're engaged in conversations with um, pretty seriously about solar development. And those are twofold. Um, some primarily for development to export the power off the reservation, and then that brings us back to we need transmission to do that. And then another one, secondly, is to look at solar development on the reservation and then maybe partner with the uh, tribe's economic development enterprise, whom I'm working with, to see if we can't maybe establish another uh, business on site as an off-taker for that solar energy and use that in their business model for whatever they do. So those are the two um, situations where we're considering solar or how solar could be used, but we actually are 
having conversations with three solar companies right now to try and uh, make it real and take the next step to have a letter of intent of how we might um, do a feasibility study um, that gets a little deeper into what the requirements would be to bring something like that on. What about wind power? There was a study yeah, as part of you know the renewable opportunity on the reservation for wind power, and it was found that just environmentally um, it wasn't suitable for the reservation given some of the wildlife impacts that it had. So we're really not focusing on that at this time. What about geothermal power? Geothermal, there, yes. So there had been some studies, and they got to a point where they were, there is some promising results. The council has not chosen to advance that next step right now, but it is something that I would seriously reconsider bringing back after I sort of get uh, myself involved in the details of that to see where it was and maybe what some of the concerns were and see if maybe now's a good time where we can overcome some of those concerns. In 2001, the Warm Springs tribes entered into an agreement with Portland General Electric to form a partnership to jointly own the entire Pelton-Round Butte hydroelectric project. Part of that agreement includes goals related to establishing a salmon run above the project and thoughtful management of several thousands of acres for wildlife use. The fish and environmental component of this project is, is paramount and something that this enterprise contributes to financially uh, in a very significant way. So if I had to say in a nutshell um, how it's doing, I think it's doing well. And particularly, um, back to some of the, um, I'm referring to some of the uh, facts that on a recent poster board we put up for the benefit of some folks that were came by. But we really partner with PGE and their environmental department is top notch. And look at the FISH program in three objectives. And one is to improve the uh, SWW capture efficiency. So that's the, the new up at Round Butte facility that is very engineering complicated, but finds a way to capture more efficiently the fish that come through there. So for instance, um, in February 22, on that project, a lead net was installed, and it, that guides fish into the collector, and steelhead capture efficiency jumped from an average of 10% to 40% um, this year, that net being a major contributor. So um, also generation schedules are shifted to accommodate fish. There's increased collection rates and approaches to the fry and the smolt programs. So. There really is, I, I would say, a holistic effort to make sure that that fish population is taken care of and can increase uh, to levels that folks would like to see. I spoke of three objectives for the fish program. That first one was to improve that capture efficiency. Uh, the second objective is to increase adult returns. So there's some active uh, work going on there. And the third objective is to increase natural production. So. When I said holistic, I really meant it because it's really looking at a lot of facets, how the fish themselves, their health, how they can be transported, but then also the habitat itself and what barriers there are that we can help overcome. I would say what, you know, what's important, again, I would just bring home that these are 
the dams, the hydroelectric projects are very valuable assets to the tribe. Um, and not only do we, uh, but the care and taking and feeding of those assets is my primary responsibility. Then we will build on additional opportunities, but just know that that value is not lost on me, particularly when there are initiatives that the state has taken on, particularly in the renewable realm, to really get to a climate-friendly level uh, for energy production through renewables. And so while we're watching the dam and keeping that foremost in our minds, that renewable energy need is very real and it's here now. And utilities that have to follow those mandates are looking to central and eastern Oregon to help fill that need. And the tribe is very well positioned to try and take advantage of those to benefit um, the needs of the state, the needs of the utilities, but then most importantly, um, the future of the tribe. In conjunction with that, there also were some recent federal bipartisan infrastructure laws that were passed that are very energy friendly and particularly to tribes. So I'm spending quite a bit of time understanding those and leveraging my relationships from my prior career to try and turn over every opportunity that they present for the tribe. This is a good time to be in the energy business for a tribe and a renewable energy business uh, particularly. So I'm looking forward to being able to bring that to the home, to, the, to this reservation. GM for Warm Springs Power and Water, Kathy Eli. On the Warm Springs program, I'm Sue Matters reporting for 91.9 FM, KWSO.